This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. All right, good evening. Glad you are with us. Mike is on business tonight, and I am in for Mike Lindell. I've got to fix my earpiece. All right, there's my earpiece fixed. Sorry about that. All right, so um, Mike is uh, taking care of business tonight, so I'm in for Mike Lindell. Joining me tonight will be uh, Michelle Swimmick from Arizona, giving an update on what's going on out there. Breaking news over the weekend with that and the Attorney General. And then we're going to hear also from Garland Favorito. Then we're going to hear from Patrick Kolbeck. Then we're going to hear from Jeff O'Donnell. It's a packed broadcast tonight. All right, joining me now is... Who's my first guest? I got four of them. Michelle Swimmick is joining me now tonight live from Arizona. Hi, Michelle. How are you tonight? I am excellent, Brandon. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for the update you brought me this morning so I could get you a book for tonight. Give us an update out of Arizona and what's happening there in, uh, what do you call it, Mara Corruption County? Mara Corruption County, Anarchy, Arizona. I'm hearing an <laughs> issue with the mic. Is Logan, are you hearing an issue with my mic too? No. Nope, you sound great to us. Okay, as long as you guys, it doesn't matter what I hear. As long as you can hear me, that's all that matters. Yeah, we okay. sure can. So, yes, I appreciate you using the correct name because once people actually accept that's the county you live in in the country we live in, then it makes it a little easier to understand everything that's going on, the chaos. As as our very own uh, Board of Supervisors, the chair, Bill Gates, did mention that in a uh, press conference. He called it, well, that the, you know, the door number three, the box number three, the infamous misread ballots, he said that that's responsible for a lot of the chaos. So you're already they're already admitting there was chaos. So that's actually a good thing. Now you think, do you think they, do you think they did that on purpose or was that a slip of the tongue? No, I just don't think he's that bright. Yeah. I think it was, I just think he, cause he's not right. He's not the, the fact that how he was describing the situation while he's walking his dog and then putting down the voters and saying that, you know, I, I can't say this to people, you know, in public or whatever. So I can only say it to my neighbor, but meanwhile it's being broadcasted out. So yes, the man is not that bright. Uh, nefarious and like nefarious and demonic, yes, but not that bright when it comes to his language. The, the, the opinion, be, the, the opinions and views of the guests are not necessarily those of Mike Lindell and Brandon Alton Lindell TV. <laughs> That's what they do on Brighty on TV. Like they have that warning sign that comes up before my show, and it's something new because I guess Adams is like, you know, we got to cover our rear ends. Probably had a call from the attorney, and it came up on my show one day. So I said, uh, Heather, is that just on my show, or is that everyone? She goes, No, we have it on everyone. So I said, Okay, I just wanted to make sure. But yeah, you might want to do your work. Well, and, 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 as it is on the end of my radio show on the network <laughs> yes. I'm on, they, they my show goes off the air, and they say the opinion and opinions of views expressed <laughs> by the host and the guests are not necessarily are those of the network. <laughs> that carries yeah, me. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah. So you're covered in 60 terrestrial stations across the country, I believe it That's is. That's right. So. I am 60 there terrestrial stations. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I do listen. See, I've been, I've been oh, following you. you since like 2019. Like light stalking, light stalking. Wow. Yeah, well, I found you. you on Twitter before you even started the whole Lindell TV and Frank Speech. Yeah, well, and I was you. like, who is this man? I need to be his friend. You well, know? thank you. And, and well, we are. And we are. Yeah, now we are. Now we are. So you want Mayor Corruption County updates? Yeah. So what, what people need to really get their arms around or at least maybe accept you cannot move on from this one like you did in 2020 and you can't move on from what transpired in the in, like you did in the primaries because it happened again everybody the mass amounts 
of maladministration, the mass amounts of fraud, this, 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 uh, what's disenfranchisement of the, uh, of the, of the voters. And it, it's like, what is it going to take for everyone to just realize that? But you know, it's, it doesn't help that people on our side, right? Our side are, they've moved on and they're blaming it, the, the reasons why there was issues here on ballot harvesting. We got to get better at that. Or maybe we got to vote harder next time. Wait a minute. What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean when you say people on our side have moved on? What do you mean by that? Well, unless they're talking about all the major problems and the fraud that took place and the machines being the main problem, because machines failed by design. And this is the network that literally talks about it nonstop, right? You want to go ahead and selection code. You've had uh, how many summits and explaining all this stuff to people for two years. But you've got people like Charlie Kirk who just seem to think that we don't have a good turnout. And we've got to work on literally the ballot harvesting is is that must be the ground game is where it's at. And that's not the case. Until people realize the only way you're gonna have an honest, free and fair election is you have to get rid of the machines because the entire election process is fundamentally designed to control the outcomes. Now, once that sinks in, all of this other stuff makes sense. And the people that are in charge of the system, the left and the right, the, the people on the right are just as bad in, in the elected and selected elitist positions. They don't wanna change the system because it keeps them in control. Cause they can pick and choose who they want because you have to understand here in Arizona and across the country, there was a red tsunami on election day, election nights with the, with the people that actually voted at the polls, even including the mail-ins. But you also had a blue massacre of your legal vote, your legal vote, because of the issues that transpired at the day of the polls and the whole entire system led by the machines. And you just look at the numbers alone. There's no way that our, uh, is it the landmine or the, the land inspector in Arizona has more votes than the Republican governor who nominee or the candidate for governor? If these things are mathematically impossible, many, many of them are that way. So take that aside, take that aside. Let's just focus on the protocols, the process uh, for all the different counties. And we'll just focus on Mayor Corruption County. Once you have an, an issue with machines, you immediately, this is their own contingency plan based on the Secretary of State's manual. You have to either repair or replace immediately. That was not done. At my center, I was there for three hours in the morning from 6 to 9 a.m. The machines, one out of nine of the ballots were actually going through the tabulators. So you have nine, you have nine ballots that are, eh, as Mike Lindell would say, gone. They don't, they're, they're not running through. And you have one that goes through. That's for three hours. So why was it not at 6.15 this issue resolved, text on the spot, and you got your attorney general who sends out a letter on the it was the 16th or the 19th. I don't remember the date. It was just last week. I think it was uh, 16 or 17, somewhere in there about all these things that went wrong. The election was on the 8th. The problem started at 615 in the morning. So what day late dollar short, that's embarrassing. So all this, everything he listed is pretty much the things that me and other people who were talking about this on shows Tuesday night when I came home and Wednesday, and it takes him how many days to issue a letter? Like, let's just say it's the 16th. Look, it was on the 8th, the election. Again, at 6.15, his office should have been dispatching people to do what they needed to do if he is the attorney general for the whole state of Arizona. 
So what should have happened is you should have repaired or replaced. So if you don't, if you can't repair, which there was none at our center, our tech didn't get there till between 3.30 and 4. And we're a huge, busy center. So just, just right there. You can't certify an election with machines that don't work. Because how do you know just because the machine started to magically get better throughout the morning, because it went from 90% bad to 10%, to 10%, so one ballot out of 10 was actually going through. Then it went 80-20, 80, 80 bad, 20 good. Then it was about 60-40 bad, 60-40 good. Then it went to 40-60, and that's what it was pretty much for the day. 40 good, no, 40 bad, 60 good. So but, so, but here's the thing. So you have to, how do you know that the ballots that actually went through on a machine that wasn't working a, a couple hours ago is magically going to be reading it correctly? That's not how it works. So you have, you have an election just on that one ground that you cannot certify. And this happened at centers and all their numbers are way underestimated for where, where things were happening. Cause another report came out that was by like the, a bunch of roving report, roving attorneys that was hired by the RNC and, and look who's counting, which is Cleta Mitchell's group. Oh, uh, well that's the website, but whatever the name of her group is. Uh, and, and they did a, they did a 23 page report on what happened. And it's interesting because the numbers that are in their report, pretty similar to the, the, the numbers that I was giving based just on our center alone on Tuesday night, on election night. And it was double to almost three times as much as what's being reported. And of course, that's the narrative, right? We already know that. But as far as the procedures, that's what we want people to focus on because that is literally the grounds in order to get this not certified because you cannot certify this election because the people that they said won did not win. And this is all over the country. It just happened here in mass amounts, right in our faces. And people like myself and other people started speaking out about it and it started to gain traction. And because there was so much attraction to Carrie Lake in the first place, that piled onto it. Other so, than that, it's happened in every state. So your attorney general, how do you say his name? Useless. Last name? Yeah, exactly. Bernovich. Bernovich. He loves those nunchucks. That's what he does videos like this with nunchucks. Why? I don't know. I don't know why. He's, I don't know. That's <clears> his thing. He thinks that, you know, everybody has like a little marketing gimmick. He thought that was going to help him win, I guess, in the primaries for the Senate rather than just doing his job. So is he is is he out as attorney general? I mean, he didn't run. He was running for a U.S. Senate. Is that right? It was right. Yeah. And he didn't win the primaries. Okay, so, so he is out. So, so he's, he's out. He is. He's on the Fox News, I'm sure we'll okay. get a contract. So he, he wasn't running at all for attorney general again? No. Okay. So, But he's the attorney general until when? What's going on with that attorney general race? It's the same. It's all the same. They're, those people, they didn't win. Okay. So again, why, they, they why, do the, think, have, why do you think the current sitting attorney general all of a sudden is talking about not certifying this election. Why is he asking for stuff? Well, he's, he's not talking about not certifying. He's asking, he's asking for information to save face, right? This is all, this is all a dog and pony show, but it's actually good because it's pointing out yet again to everybody in the state and the country. Here's are some of the issues that we think the alleged, you know, they love that word alleged, even though it's fact. So it actually just gives, it's like when you have discovery and you go into court, you, you might not like, like the cases that were in DC, you know, that the judge and the jury are going to, going to find the, the, the criminal innocent because they're all part of the same DC swamp, but at least it gives you a chance like with the, uh, Durham, it gives you a chance to have discovery so you can have the information come out. So the fact that he actually did this, whether he has intentions to move forward with or not, which they won't because they've had information for two years about the election fraud of 2020 plus the huge audit and nothing's come of it. So nothing is going to come of it, but from his side, 
that's fine. But it just brings attention to it. And it's actually citing specific issues that were either problems, disenfranchisement, or it was even violations of law, statutes, and protocol, which just gives now the ammunition for the campaigns and for we the people, which is what we're telling everybody. You cannot rely on the attorneys. You cannot rely on the campaigns to be doing the work of what is our responsibility because it's our election. It's not the candidate's election. And, it's, and, it, and, and we are the ones who have, have been harmed by the fact that they took away our sacred right to vote and, and, and destroyed the entire election process by design. These are not issues that were oversights or, or oopses or up oh, we had an at clerical error. We left out a whole, a whole of this information into the, into, the, into the protocol and procedures. That's not, that just doesn't happen when you have years and, mo and months and things to do quality control checks. How many hundreds, tens of millions of dollars were put into this? This is all by design. It's just that this time, you know, sometimes when demons get so emboldened, they uh, they just get a little too much in themselves and then they slip up or you have too many people involved and next thing you know, things go sideways or maybe God intervened this time and said, you know what, I'm going to give you guys a little help, but you got to help me out too. So that's what it comes down to at this point so, is the American people need to step up to the plate. So before I let you go, tell me about how many, how many emails has just your group alone received where they've turned in and saying don't certify this election. What Didn't you tell me today by text 355,000 or something? Well, that was when we text. So before I jumped on the show, and it's 72 hours ago is when we launched the campaign. We're up to 386,754 emails. No, we did it so simple, guys. This is like our Ban the Machines, Machines campaign. We made it strictly based on the violations of the procedures because Katie Hobbs actually cannot be in the position that she is to oversee the election. It violates statutes, statutes law, and it's very clearly written. No one pushed her on it. Gee, I wonder why, right? Gotta understand, these people are not your friends because it's left and right, our UNA party against we the people. So what we did is we did a really uh, an amazing campaign. It's an email and a petition campaign. So you click on it and you go to save my freedom. I got my sign here, I got my sign, I'm ready to go. You're gonna go to savemyfreedom.us, savemyfreedom.us. And it's a one click email all Arizona legislatures, cause they're gonna be making this decision apparently. And the AZ elected officials that are your county supervisors, they are your board of supervisors, your county recorders, your election directors, and your sheriffs throughout the whole state of Arizona. So you click that, put on your information, it's really quick, takes less than two minutes, and that's way they can know you're a real person. Then you click it, it gives you all information about the some of the procedures. We're gonna be loading it up with even more because every day we're finding out new things that they violated. And some of the stuff is like huge items that you just can't look as an oversight. And then after you click on that, it goes, the email goes out to them, goes to a petition. Then it has their phone number. So if you want to call them and tell them that, uh, like, what do you think of the election? And tell them that you don't want them to certify this. They can't. And then you can um, also then click on it. It sets up an automatic post to Telegram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we're asking everybody in the country to do this because it's a volume game right now. And we want you to do this every single day, once a day, tell 10 of your friends, and you don't have to live in Arizona because we have people on the ground that are going to be meeting with them, that are putting pressure on them. We've got groups that are going to them. So then that way we have the combination of the both. And it worked before with the ban, the machines. We didn't get the machines banned, but we at least got a hand count and we got attention of Mark Elias, which filed a lawsuit down in Cochise County, which Cochise County might actually come up to be somewhat of a hero here. But we got to give them the support. They said the reason why they were able to do what they did down there is because they normally get about four dozen emails when these campaigns come through. They got 22. Oh, no, that was four dozen phone calls. They got 2,200 phone calls and even more emails. So they knew they had the support of the American people when they went in to the actual meeting. 
to vote on whether or not to do a hand count. Then, of course, you know you've made it when you get a law, you get a lawsuit from Mark Elias, and then we got a Media Matters hit piece. So then we knew that we were on the right path. So they right now, let me give you this real quick update, and then I know we got to go. So they said that they're not going to certify the election until the board, the Secretary of State, proves that the machines are certified, which we know that they're not because they haven't been for years. So we got to keep so putting pressure on them. Everybody in this whole campaign, because it, that's there's always little loopholes and little things that people can do to get out of stuff. So don't hang your hats when you see a post on social media that they're not going to certify. There's other things that go along with this. So keep your heads down. Keep doing this campaign. Get on the phone and do this. Everybody across the country. And I'm telling you, it's going to work. You've got to keep pressure on these people. They're little demons. Some of them are big demons, but it works. It works. So it's uh, a or save my freedom. Us. I'm going to give it again. And it's a Substack channel, so if you subscribe, we're going to give you updates because it's easier to get out. There's 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 clips on there. There's videos. There's interviews. There's great articles that have been written about everything that's going on, so that way you can know the facts. Keep the emotion out of it. And we already know the machines are are bad. They have to be removed. But let's not even go down that road because then they'll call you an election denier. Stick with the procedures. The violations right there. There's no disputing that. And that's how we get them on it this time. But it takes we the people to step up to the plate. Oh, the other thing. Do not give any money to the campaigns if they're asking for it for their attorneys. They can have big donors. They can call Trump. You keep your money for your gas. You keep your money for your food. You don't do what you what you do is you do the homework and the legwork and you get on the emails and you get on the phones and you click those buttons. You keep your money to yourself, people. Excellent. Thank you, as always, Michelle. Appreciate your hard work. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you, Michelle. Checking in. We're going to move quickly because we got a lot to get to. Still three more guests. Let's go now to our buddy. Garland Favorito. Hey, Garland with GeorgiaVA.org. How you doing, Gar Garland? Hey, Garland. You doing? you doing all right? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. Okay. Got to get my, my screen adjusted a little bit. That's all right. All right, so you got a big press conference coming up tomorrow night. What's going to be going on there? Yeah, we do. Uh, so a couple of things. First of all, I just sent Logan a couple of slides. If Logan can bring it up while I'm talking to it on uh, the first slide. Um, the... Um, we're going to have a press conference to do quite a few different things. First of all, we're going to uh, go over the 2022 Georgia election uh, anomalies. We're going to look at the risk-limiting audit that was just uh, performed by Secretary Ramsberg. I'll use that term loosely. Uh, we're going to announce new litigation that we are uh, filing, and we actually have already filed this, to uh, against counties who destroyed the original ballot images from the 2020 election. We had 1.7 million original ballot images destroyed here in Georgia for the 2020 election. And we're going to seek to preserve the 2020 election ballots because the images have been destroyed. And therefore, the only thing, way we can ever look at the election results is to look at the physical ballots. So we're trying to preserve those, hold some counties accountable. Um, and that's some of the things that we're going to do tomorrow. And this is uh, one of the anomalies. Uh, that was really good. Uh, Logan, we can go back to that first one. Uh, that is perfect. Um, I wanted you, and we, we announced this one, Brandon, on election night. Uh, the, uh, we found that there was a 23,411 vote decrease for Herschel Walker. This was reported by WSB, the largest station in the state of Georgia. And it occurred at 10.08 on election night, according to the affidavit over there on the right and the affidavit that uh, Logan just showed you on the screen. So 
Uh, that, uh, if you remember, uh, Jeff O'Donnell, when we were in studio there on election night, we found that uh, this little blip up there um, on the uh, top right we had a total of 27,753 votes that decreased for Herschel Walker, according to the Edison line feed, total amount of votes that just decreased. Now, uh, it is possible that both candidates' vote totals can decrease if uh, the county backed out election results. That never happened in Georgia. Ralph, Raphael Warnock's uh, votes never went down. And uh, there's no explanation for this vote total decrease uh, for Herschel Walker. That's one of them. The second thing that we found um, that was also been reported uh, lately in, in, I think, in Texas and some other states is that our poll books inexplicably added hundreds more voters uh, to, to that allegedly cast votes in three different counties. So in other words, we had hundreds more voters on the poll books, uh, voters who voted versus ballots cast. Uh, that's an impossibility. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about that. We have presented these anomalies to the uh, WSB, to the Secretary of State's office, to uh, anyone who will listen to us, and no one can explain the vote decrease for Herschel Walker, and no one has yet to explain the poll book uh, hundreds of, of, of voter increase um, in three different counties there. So that's um, one of the uh, major anomalies we're going to be talking about. Um, and Brandon, let me, I want to flip to the other slide just to give you uh, another, some really bizarre things that happened in the Georgia race. So first of all, Secretary of State Raffensperger ended up getting 10% more votes than the U.S. Senate candidate, candidate Herschel Walker, even though Walker was the first name on the ballot, on the entire ballot. Um, Raffensperger actually got 5% more mail-in votes than Governor Brian Kemp, never seen a down-ballot race poll better than the governor's race. Very bizarre there. Uh, and then here's a real kicker for you. For, on the Democrat side, uh, you know, the acknowledged leader of the party in the state of Georgia of the Democrat Party is Stacey Abrams. But yet, she got a hundred and she was running for governor and she gets 133,000 less votes than Raphael Warnock, who's running for Senate. She gets 13,000 less votes than Jen Jordan, who was running for attorney general, our current state senator. And she gets 2,000 less votes than Charlie Bailey, who is the, running for lieutenant governor. Now, these, these races here, I have never seen in the history, since I've been doing this since 2000, I've never seen a down-ballot race outpoll the gubernatorial candidate for the same party. So there really is no explanation for these things. We would like to hear it, but we haven't heard it yet. So those are just a few of the anomalies that we have in Georgia, and we're going to be presenting these to the news media here um, tomorrow and on the 59th anniversary of the Kennedy assassination. And we were, hopefully we'll try to get some answers, but I doubt that there, we're not, we're gonna get much of any answers uh, out of the local press here. Wow, okay, so let me ask you this real quick. I know that we talked about you coming on tomorrow night. I got an opening tonight. You wanna to come on tonight since tomorrow's the anniversary of the assassination of President Kennedy? 
Uh, yeah, I guess I could do that. What, what, eight we can th- about, about 820 Central Time? That'll give us longer. It'll give us a good 40 minutes. Uh, okay. Only, only trouble is I'm not totally prepared for it. Oh well, you've got between you got you've got an you've got an exactly uh, two hours. Uh, okay, I, I will try to uh, run that together real quickly, and we'll see what we can do. Well, um, I, I was just thinking I got more time tonight than I do tomorrow night. Uh, okay, let's let's chat. Can we we can we chat about that after the show? Yep. Yep. Okay. Why don't All you right. give me a call? All right. Will do. Sounds good. All right, Garland, uh, Garland Favorito is also an expert on the assassination of President Kennedy, and tomorrow's the 59th anniversary, so he uh, he wants to come on to do that, and i got a slot opening up tonight on my show. I can fill it with something. i got plenty to talk about, but, uh, man, my schedule the next few days is booked. You can't believe what I'm going to present Wednesday night. I mean, the guest I've got Wednesday night is going to blow your mind. be my first time to interview this person, but their book uh, and the guest will blow your mind Wednesday night. I'm going to hold off announcing it quite yet. Um... All right, let's go now, Logan, before we go to uh, – so are we done? We're, we're done, right, Garland? Is he done? Is there anything else, Garland? We're done, Brandon. We're good. Thank right. you. Yeah, VoterGA.org, VoterGA.org, VoterGA.org. All right, Logan, we're going to go to Patrick Colbeck here in just a second. But before we do, you want to go to this little spot? All right, welcome back. Glad you are with us. All right, we still got to be joined by Patrick Colbeck out of Michigan for an update. And Jeff O'Donnell with an overall update. Joining us now by phone is Jeff O'Donnell. Uh, Jeff is uh, graciously agreed to let us drop him in here uh, tonight, so he's going to join us by phone. Jeff, welcome back to the Lindell Report. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. Always, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, I, I took time. I'm, I'm uh, about to see the, uh, the the SpaceX launch tonight. What? Uh, so, what? Wait a minute. You're yeah. about to see what? The the, the, the SpaceX launch uh, tonight. Really? Uh, we're in East Coast, Florida. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen one in a long time. I got so you're, the opportunity to... Are you right there on the ground? Are you right there on the grounds? I'm safe. I'm at a safe distance. <laughs> Put it that way. Well, um, but, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. But, well, good. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I yeah. wanted to update you on some things uh, from uh, the midterms. Uh, you know, we... I continue to find problems. Essentially, I think I can say all over the country. Some of them have been, I mean, there's, you know, there's records of votes going down in, in, in dozens of races and dozens of states, which should never happen. You should never take away votes, especially not uh, on election night. Or, <laughs> uh, and and uh, uh, we've also found some... Some, some very interesting things, and we're looking at the uh, the different races uh, in these states. When we look at the number of votes cast, uh, and what I mean by that is there were thirty three uh, there were thirty three states uh, on election day for the midterms that had Senate races. Uh, of those thirty three, twenty and twenty three of them, including all of the what you would consider to be the the major races, uh, people voted. More for their House candidates, Republican House candidates, than they did for the Republican senator. Uh, I can tell you this is not a normal uh, phenomenon. I mean, it happens now and then, but not 23 out of 33 is is, uh, is 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 quite is quite the record. Meaning, people went out, voted for their Republican House member, and then turned around and either voted for their uh, for the the Democrat candidate for Senate, or they didn't vote for a Senate at all. And we see a lot of those too. People who bypassed. The higher races, uh, you know, and, and 
and uh, you know the statewide races, uh, but went ahead and voted for the uh, House member, and that's that's ex- that's extremely uh, suspicious. Uh, it happened in Arizona, big time, and when you realize that that the attorney uh, the attorney general uh, candidate uh, for the Republican Party, uh, Hamada, outperformed Kerry Lake in Arizona, and you look and say, you know, given the popularity of of, of her and her. The fact that you know, she was a news person and is very well liked, very well known, that a fairly unknown uh, attorney general candidate actually outperformed her uh, in this race, and and not only that, I mean, and then the the Senate race uh, with with uh, uh, and and also the uh, Secretary of State race with Mark Fincham, uh, both of those have much much lower vote totals than the governor or the attorney general race. So what this means is there was an awful lot of ticket splitting going on, according to what we're being told, a tremendous amount of ticket splitting amongst the Republicans. They would come in, they'd vote for, uh, you know, they'd vote for, uh, you know, Kerry Lake and then not vote for, for uh, uh, Fincham or Blake Masters. Or they'd vote for, for uh, Hamada and then not vote for Kerry Lake. It is so chaotic. And uh, uh, in the fact that I see it in other states, Georgia, Pennsylvania, uh, in, in, et cetera, uh, the same kind of phenomenon going on. Uh, it just points to what we suspect happened. You know, there's manipulation going on through, you know, a combination of machines and fake mail-in votes. I mean, it's the same song as uh, 2020, uh, essentially. Wow. So I think that's that's the that's the biggest uh, uh, thing that's concerning me. The the other thing is we're starting to get cast vote records now rolling in from the midterms, which is amazing to get them this quickly. We've got 42 already. 42 counties in Georgia have gotten us cast vote records, and we're in the process of evaluating those. And it's going to be extremely interesting comparing those to 2020, comparing them to each other. So if uh, if you're one of the uh, uh, the warriors out there who who uh, participated to getting cast vote records for 2020, as, as many of you did. Uh, well, time to go back to the uh, uh, to the iron and uh, start banging them on them again and get those uh, get those 2022. And uh, if, if you get them, send them to uh, uh, the email address newcvrs n e w c v r s at proton m e. Okay, let's let's put that on the screen, Logan. Uh, give that again, real slow, if you would, so Logan can put yep. that on the screen. Yep. New C V R S N E W C V R S at proton dot m e. Okay, you guys got that? At proton dot m e m e. All right. Because well, otherwise we're going to get flooded with calls on how to send that. Because last time that folks went around and requested those and sent those to you, that was very, very helpful, correct? It's incredibly helpful and will continue to be helpful. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're still analyzing. We put out some, uh, some of our findings already uh, that, that, you know, essentially prove our case, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the, of, the, of the feel of the 2020 election. Uh, so they're going to be very even more valuable this time. Uh, if you want, you could put my website up, which is... Uh, oh, we've got uh, that. Mag- we've got yeah. that, magaraccoon.com. Yeah. Endorsed by Jimmy Kimmel. I, I know. If you go to yeah. com, you can watch the video where he's uh, yeah. promoting yeah. your Endorsed, site. Yeah, he loves, yeah, everyone, he loves me. But uh, <laughs> the uh, it has uh, you can find something on there. It's kind of funny called CVR's Cast Vote Records for Dummies. Uh, it's a document that tells you what they are, how to ask for them, what to say, you know, more information to give to the clerks if they don't know what it is. 
uh, it's a it's a very handy document to have. And that's at MagaRaccoon.com. That sure is. MAGA Raccoon. Make sure I spell it right. Let's see. Yeah, M A G A. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. Look at that. There it is. All right. Welcome, Jimmy Kimmel Watchers. Thank you for Jim, Jimmy. <laughs> Look at that. All right. So then if we, you can watch the video where he talks about it. Uh, and, in fact, uh, we should play it real quick. Let's do that real quick. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here, here, here we go. Watch this. Yeah, that's right. Just go to MAGARaccoon.com and MAGARaccoon. There you go. There you wow. go. Yep. There you go. Did you ever think that would happen to you, huh? Uh, that's that's one of about a million things that I never thought would happen to me that has in the last year and a half. So. <laughs> okay, so where is this uh, cast boat records for? There it is. Download CV CVRs for dummies. There you go. So this will tell you how to yep. get them, and then you turn around and email them to you. New CVRs, new CVRs at proton. Dot me. That's correct. Is proton P R O T O N? Yes, correct. Yes. Okay, we do have it right then. All right. Um, all right. So these are very helpful, and this is how people can learn how to go get that. So, in conclusion, what's what is the overall message that you're trying to say here? Uh, the overall message that I'm trying to say here is that uh, I and and some others thought that they might back off on the cheating in 2022. Uh, they didn't. They walked into every, I don't know, essentially trap we had set for them. They knew we were watching. They knew that we knew what they were going to do, and they did it anyway. And they, uh, they, they just simply didn't even try to cover their tracks this time. And uh, you know what happens to arrogance. Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? Pride cometh before a fall? Is that the Pride Bible? Pride cometh before a fall. And uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a big fall coming. So do you think it's arrogance, or do you think they believe between the media and the courts and the legislatures, they, and I don't know who that they is, if I had to guess, I'd say it's a lot of the people in the intel arena, that's my opinion. But if, if, if they think they have control of all those power centers, is this why they're doing it, or is it just flat-out arrogance? Well, I think it's, uh, one follows the other. They, they're, they're arrogant because they feel like they got away with it. That's why in 2020, you know, because you know nobody's nobody's yet gone to wearing a wearing a uh, orange jumpsuit who stole the 2020 election. That's true. So they think they got away with it, uh, but uh, they don't know that <laughs> they should know. I mean, this isn't over, not by a long shot, and uh, they just made things worse for them by uh, confirming. I mean, there are things that, that, you know, there are things that I know happened in 2020, and there are things that I suspect. And uh, based on what they did in 2022, I'm able to move some things from the suspect into the know now. And uh, so, and, you know, I'm not alone. I mean, uh, there's people obviously working all over the place on this. And, yeah. uh, and you know, we, we all kind of agree when we're talking about this. They, they, just, uh, they just pushed all the cards onto the table, all the chips wow. <laughs> on this one. Wow, uh, and and but yeah, the, the the numbers just are 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 fantastically dumb. Wow, you know if you look at you know you know Pennsylvania, uh, if you look at what what happened there, uh, again the, the the incredible ticket splitting that would have happened happened. You'd have to have people who went out and they they they, they voted for Doctor Oz, but then then decided not to vote for Doug Mastriano. Instead, they voted for you know a, a socialist Shapiro. That, that makes absolutely zero logical sense. Indeed. And, and it tells us what to look for. And by the way, I think MAGA Raccoon has got two C's in Raccoon, guys. 
Yes, it does. Two C's, so, two O's. So that is not going to get you to his website. It's got to have two C's in raccoon. But you know what? Don't worry, because I typed it in wrong a while ago and, uh, and uh, didn't get there, and then I put two C's. So we'll, we'll fix it. If you're it. not sure, call Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> and ask him. <laughs> or just type it'll, in. It'll or just go to, right a, or go to a search engine, type in MAGA raccoon, and it'll pop right up. That's how I found it originally. <laughs> So, yes, yeah, all right, thank you for the update, Jeff O'Donnell, and good luck on the specs, SpaceX launch tonight that you're watching. <laughs> thank you, and uh, if you'll have me back on, I'm sure in another, you know, it won't be long before we have some, uh, some very interesting results out of the new cast vote records from oh, the midterms. We're absolutely going to have you back on. Thank you as always, Jeff. Thank you. Jeff O'Donnell checking in. MAGARaccoon.com is the website. You can check it out there. You can find all about CVRs, cast vote records for dummies, right there. All things cast vote records, including how to request them from your counties. Okay? And then we gave you the email where to send them. All right, joining me now is former Michigan State Senator and former rocket scientist. Here's Jeff watching the SpaceX rocket go up. And we're going to go to a rocket scientist who worked on the International Space Station, uh, Patrick Kolbeck. Hey, Patrick. Man, I'm jealous of Jeff. Uh, Patrick is also author of the book 2020 Coup, available at mystore.com. Use the uh, promo code uh, Meddling Kids when you do that. And I think uh, Jeff nailed it pretty well with the assessment of the combination of arrogance as a result of the fact that they're getting away with it. And Michigan, just to give you a quick status update, what's happening here is that we had a secretary of state by the name of Jocelyn Benson that was found guilty in five separate court cases of violating Michigan law, including one as recently as uh, October 20th. And a lot of these cases, uh, you know, dealt with her restriction of oversight of the elections and and her attempt to actually uh, subvert the integrity of the election. So um, but, you know, even though she was found guilty in all those cases, not there were no penalties associated with it at all. Matter of fact, her only penalty is that she got reelected to serve as Michigan Secretary of State, according to the unofficial election results. So a little frustrating right now in Michigan. There is no joy in Mudville, as they say. But uh, like uh, it, you know, Jeff was saying, we did capture, we were a lot better prepared than we were in 2020 to capture what they did. We had something called Operation Overwatch here in Michigan, and we collected quite a bit of data. And when I say we, I mean all the meddling kids here in Michigan and nationwide, including Jeff O'Donnell, who's provided some of his data analysis, as well as Idraza Smith as well. And uh, they've been helping us out. But we have over 225 in incidents of election fraud that have been uh, documented up on a website we've been using. And that number keeps growing every single day. Also, uh, Catherine Engelbrecht out of True the Vote uh, tossed in another 100 or so that people contacted her about regarding Michigan. So there's a lot of incidents of, of, of malfeasance here. Besides the fact that we got a Secretary of State violating the law, we got a lot of other examples of people violating the law in this 2022 election. It's kind of frustrating. Wow. All right. So what do you make after now a couple weeks of uh, analyzing all of this? What do you make of the people? The people. How are the people taking this? Do we have more people engaged in this now than we did two years ago? In other words, it's been a repeat, and, and now they're like, wait a minute. Now I'm, I'm not buying this outcome. Uh, they're not buying it. They're engaged. And uh, a testament to that is one of the tasks that I had for everybody leading up to the election was to 
capture the uh, tabulator tapes all across the state so we could have a reference point when they're telling us what the election results were, um, uh, you know, that after they've been processed through these uh, vote aggregation servers known as election management system servers, um, we want to be able to have the actual raw tabulator tapes to compare with that because back in 2020, there was a significant vote difference whether or not you rolled up the vote tallies by precinct versus by county. And so when I asked everybody to go collect this, these tapes all across the state, within uh, a couple of days, we had 53 out of 83 counties in the state of Michigan covered um, with a county coordinator, making sure that we were able to collect all these tapes for those respective areas. So people are very, very much engaged. It's now taking time to do all the data entry around that. And we got teams doing that so we can analyze the results a little bit more effectively. But I'll tell you, people are very, very much engaged. Wow. All right. So tell me what's going on in Michigan. Um, Proposition three, you, you know all about it. Explain to our audience what that is. And do you believe that they fooled with that vote? Or do you believe that the people of Michigan really wanted Proposition three to pass? Well, like uh, Jeff was saying, we believe there's a, there's a lot of examples, a lot of evidence of some split ticket voting going on. And uh, we had six key races at the top of the ticket. We had the governor, attorney general, secretary of state, and we had three ballot propositions, one of which was ballot proposal three, which essentially... I, I refer to it as the Sodom and Gomorrah Amendment to our Michigan Constitution. It, it prohibits um, the state legislature from regulating any sort of sexual behavior in the state. And uh, so, I mean, we talk about it being a, a license for abortion in the state, but it's so much more than that. It's a license for pedophilia, for bestiality, pretty much anything down the pipe. And that, uh, you know, um, I, I'm sad to say the... Uh, that amendment now goes into effect on Christmas Eve here in Michigan. Uh, because I, I did see some websites claiming that Proposition 3 had nothing to do with transgenderism. Uh, is, yeah. that, is that a lie? It's a complete lie. Um, it, it did away with parental rights. You can read the actual text of the uh, ballot language. Go to mi.gov. They, they, I think they still have it up there. And uh, read through it. Now, it doesn't specifically say the words transgenderism. What it does is it uh, prohibits the regulation of um, any sexual behavior whatsoever. So uh, you, it's going to be challenged in courts. You know, all current laws that we have against pedophilia, against uh, uh, all of our age of consent laws that we put into place, they're all subject to questioning in context of this amendment now because of the restrictions that have been put in there. And it was only in on the ballot. It was it was. The, the language associated was so deceptive that the Board of Canvassers in Michigan wouldn't agree to put it on the ballot. It took a court order from the Michigan Supreme Court to say, eh, good enough, let's just push it onto the uh, amendment. Nice way to treat the uh, uh, an amendment to the Michigan Constitution. Very laissez-faire from the uh, Michigan Supreme Court. So, so do you think that that proposal really passed, or do you think they, rigged, they, they fooled around with that one too? I think all six races that I was referring to were rigged to some extent. And... Uh, we're going through the analysis right now, and, and everybody sits there and tries to write off Michigan. They say, oh, listen, your vote margins are around 500,000 to 600,000 votes, whatever. Well, keep in mind, in 2020, they stole over a quarter million votes in Michigan. So uh, the idea that uh, it's they're pushing for 500,000 or so is not a huge stretch. When you look at the fact that we believe that their methods, and we have evidence of their methods, are statewide. It's not just 
the city of Detroit anymore when it comes to election fraud. This is, we believe they're shaving points off across all 83 counties in the state of Michigan so that when you get to communities like Detroit, you don't have to take as much uh, risk in stealing the votes in those communities. Now, having said that, we're still seeing plenty of anomalies and we're certain, and they're, they're very broad in what they've done, but, um, you know, Michigan's still in play. And when you actually break this out on a per precinct level, when you look at the vote tallies, for as few as 50 flip votes per precinct in the state of Michigan, and there's 2,999 uh, voters capped, is a cap for the uh, number of voters per precinct in Michigan. The idea of flipping 50 voters uh, systemically across the state is not a huge stretch considering what we know their capabilities are when you centralize the management elections and when you deploy these electronic voting systems in the state of Michigan. Wow. Wow. All right, Patrick Colbeck, you want to promote a website? <laughs> sure. Uh, if you go to 20, about2020coup.com, makes great stocking stuffers there. Uh, you can buy my book uh, that tells exactly how the 2020 election was stolen and then what we can do about it. Um, and if you go to mystore.com, and use the promo code MeddlingKids, you can get an additional 33% off for your loved ones. And make a great stocking stuffer. Give the gift of freedom this Christmas. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, folks, for watching. Sitting in for Mike Lindell and Brandon House. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV. A person claiming to be a poll observer in Maricopa County, Arizona, said that Supervisor Bill Gates is lying and that polling places in Republican-leaning neighborhoods were specifically targeted. The poll observer wrote, quote, These problems were in heavy conservative areas for a reason. They went public saying they found and addressed the problems and they lied. I have friends that observed in heavy Democrat areas and none of the, these issues were happening. This person reported that all day long on election day, there were repeated printing and tabulation issues. The person also mentioned those bin three ballots in her report. She wrote, when bin number three was opened, an election worker fed the misread ballots into the tabulator to see if any would be accepted. Some were accepted and some were not. Now, what's interesting is that this report is from the Votify Now app. Votify Now is a free nationwide app where you can report election irregularities at your polling place. The good news is that wherever you live, you can get the word out about what really happened at your local polling place. The app can also help users check for and report any mail-in ballot issues that are, they are experiencing. You can remain anonymous even if you want to. Now, even though Votify Now is available all over the country, it's received an influx of reports from Arizona. For example, over in Pima County, someone wrote, when I finished voting, there was no ballot scanner as I have always done. Instead, we were directed to drop them in a box. I did not receive a receipt. I have checked with the Pima County Record Office and my vote still has not been counted 15 days later. Let's welcome, welcome in John Vieira to The Absolute Truth. He's the founder of this very timely app, I will say, Votify Now. John, this is amazing. I, I know your app must just be blowing up given what we saw, especially in Arizona, Arizona in the midterms. Tell, tell our audience why you made this tool. I think they get it, but why and, and what kind of effect it's having. Yeah, no, first, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, Votify Now actually, uh, just real briefly, does four different things. There's sort of four buckets, election integrity, uh, candidate awareness, uh, a, a neat new way that people can become familiar with candidates, 
they can talk and get the latest on city council school supervisor uh, meetings and elections in their town and then there's a canvassing tool that we have yet to roll out the other three are live uh, and of course election integrity tool was the one that has the most robust use and certainly functionality and we were already live during the primaries and started to see some hiccups um, across the country, the, the app, uh, which you could get at Google Play Store or the App Store, um, the app was already live for the primaries, but we had a heavy concentration of users in Arizona, just out of a sheer coincidence that one of the major uh, figureheads of precinct strategy put um, Votify Now on their website, a guy named Dan Schultz, precinctstrategy.com. Uh, that's a real strong grassroots movement and they've been they were promoting it all through arizona and i later met uh, mark fincham who was running for secretary of state they still don't really know the results of his election uh but we became uh, pretty close and um uh, that's how votify now had such a presence in arizona uh even though of course it was live in other states but in arizona is where we got a ton of incidents and on the morning of november 8th it wasn't even like, uh, I thought there'd be a trickle effect of reports that people are reporting. Mm -hmm. uh, they download the app and report incidents to us. It was literally like 7 a.m. Our inbox, the database just started flooding with incidents. And I thought, oh man, this is gonna be trouble. This will be going on for a long time. I knew that we'd be going on for weeks here. And uh, we're really hoping that we can help out. We've been and contacted. You're right. Yeah, we've been contacted by the AG and also some of the major candidates now have their legal teams uh, working with us. So we plan to get them the data and hopefully we can make some kind of a difference. Now, let me ask you, uh, once you get these kind of reports, you sift through them. Clearly, Attorney General for Arizona, Mark Bronovich's office, has contacted you because he's now investigating uh, particularly why the machines went down so so dramatically uh, on the morning of the 8th, but also, like you said, some of the candidates. So when you collect this information, when, when users put this in, do you reach out to the specific teams or to, to state and local officials, or is it that they know you and they would reach out? How does that process work? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, of course, this is all a moving playing field. Um, for the primaries, uh, we had to reach out to more folks to let them know that we had the data. Now, I would say since uh, doing different shows, uh, appearing on on uh, on this network and and uh, OAN, a few other things, um, we now now people are coming to us. But the app, I should say, works in two ways, and we chose not to go with one for legal issues. The app will collect data on the day of the election, and it's designed to be able to push notification, push whatever we're seeing, and once we vet incidents that a election uh, a location is down or whatever, we're able to push that to the app users. They would receive a Votify, uh, excuse me, a notification on their app in real time telling them what's going on in their town, in their area, in their state. So we put a lot of effort into designing that real-time ability to keep users aware of what's going on. But with Arizona, it was such a dumpster fire 
we made the tough choice to shut that part down and instead collect the data and secure it, knowing there was going to be post-legal issues. And yeah, of yeah. course, that's exactly what's happening. Let me, let me ask you also, you're going to add the other feature, the canvassing to, tool soon. When is that expected to roll out? Because that'll be an important tool for people as well. Yeah, so the voter uh, canvassing tool is live. It is built. The only thing we're holding off on is entering in the voter role that goes along with the with the tool. Uh, but we're trying to get our hands on a more accurate uh, voter rolls. And we're in every state, so the, the roles are just so different from state to state. And once we get a little bit more accurate information, that'll go live. Yeah, that's going to be a really cool one. I'm going to be watching out for that. And I want you to come back when you do have it live. Uh, before I, before we run out of time, there is a big election coming up and there's lots of concerns, uh, about said election. That's for that Georgia Senate seat between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. Have you gotten a, a lot of reach in the state of Georgia? Yeah, no, great question. By the way, that is, uh, so in addition to supporting the Maricopa uh, candidates, that's uh, our goal, uh, what we're currently doing. But right after that, we are making a big push to get more uh, voters, users in Georgia to download the app at uh, Votify Now. They can get the app at votifynow.org. That's V-O-T-I-F-Y-N-O-W. And we're trying to get everybody in Georgia that's, that's planning on uh, um, voting, hopefully a lot of people, to have the app ready to go, uh, we're putting all our energy and focus on Georgia for this special election. It is critical. Well, John, I have to say, I just am very impressed with Votify now. I think it's a it, it's a necessary app. You you heard the call for something and you answered it. The need. Um, I downloaded it. You all, my audience, should go download it. It's just a really neat tool. Thanks, John Vieira, for joining us and telling us about it. Yeah, thanks, Emma. Thanks for the time. The one you know by Don't you ever ask them why If they told you you would cry So just look at them and sigh It's happening, gang. The GOP majority in Congress continues to grow all as the fallout from Arizona's election is causing more counties to delay certification. Mojave County is now officially joining Cochise County in delaying certification of their votes in protest for the utter incompetence, what's really appearing to be nothing less than the willful incompetence on the part of Maricopa County election officials. The Board of Supervisors voted to delay certification of the midterm election results until November 28th. Mojave and Cochise are not alone. Other Arizona counties like Yavapai and Gila are considering a comparable delay in certifying their election results as well until there is an accounting for what happened in Maricopa. Now, all of this, of course, comes on the heels of an official letter sent from the Arizona Attorney General's office to the Maricopa County officials demanding explanations for the myriad of election issues that raise significant questions as to the county's compliance with Arizona state election law. 
broken tabulators led to long lines reportedly turning away voters and leading to voters being forced to trust that their votes would be counted fairly. The chairman of the Maricopa County elections originally claimed that only 20 percent, think about that, only 20 percent of voting machines were affected. That number has now reached 60 percent, more than half of the voting machines and three times what we were originally told. According to a memo drafted by an attorney who observed the voting process, quote, it seems very clear that the printer tabulator failures on Election Day at 62.61% of the vote centers observed by 11 roving attorneys and the resulting long lines at a majority of all vote centers led to substantial voter suppression in Maricopa County. So needless to say... Carrie Lake has hardly conceded this race. In fact, according to the Epoch Times, whistleblowers are, are coming out and exposing what, re- what really went on on Election Day. The Arizona Sun-Times is reporting that the tabulation errors on Election Day disproportionately affected 300 percent more Republicans than Democrats. It's absolutely insane the more we find out. So Carrie isn't going anywhere. Carrie is fighting this to the very end. And again, without the slightest semblance of concern from the lamestream media. As one person noted, it's amazing to me that, quote, reporters covering Arizona's botched election have nothing to say about the chaos in Maricopa County that happened on Katie Hobbs' watch. It was effectively voter suppression, not a single negative word about it, just election denier, beep, bop, boop. (laughs) Yeah. The lamestream media has just effectively become literally nothing less than the propaganda wing for the Democratic Party. They're not even trying to hide it at this point. So obviously we'll be keeping a very close eye on how things develop in Arizona, as well as the remaining races that remain uncalled in the growing GOP majority. As always, make sure to smack that bell and subscribe button. You will definitely want to check out my latest video on Elon Musk successfully springing a trap on cheating Democrats. You're going to absolutely love it. So make sure to click on that link and I'll see you over there. God bless. We used to laugh We used to cry We used to bow our heads there